This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Have you snagged your copy of my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs yet? What are you waiting for? Go get them right now. Just go to markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. That's the number five T-I-P-S. markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs right now at markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Fred Joyle is the author of Super Bold, From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. He's also the CEO consultant and was a co-founder of 1-800-DENTIST. Fred, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Mark. Now, I got to ask you, before we even get started with the whole topic of boldness, 1-800-DENTIST, that seems like it's not aligned to what you're doing now. Well, uh, uh, it's really aligned because it takes boldness to start a business. I, I also, at the time, it took a certain naivete uh, and, uh, and and an ability to live on almost nothing, right? But but we had to just, my partner and I, we had to invent every aspect of the business. We went door to door at the beginning to find our first clients and did that for two years. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, we built that, we invented every aspect from the call center to the software to, to the sales pitch. Everything was built by just trial and error. Uh, there was, there was no school for that. So, so what is 1-800-DENTIST? Well, it's, uh, it, we started it way back in 86. It's, uh, it was a referral service for dentists and it became a nationwide service. We ran TV ads. People would call our call center and we would match them to one of the dentists. It was pre Yelp, pre Google even where, and, and so eventually, you know, we ran really successfully for about 30 years and then Google pretty much disintermediated us, uh, as they will do. And, and people stopped using the phone and they stopped watching commercial television, which was what we lived off of. Uh, so. Yeah, it's I, a, it's I could. A pale shadow. Yeah, I couldn't live without my TiVo, and I spend thirteen bucks a month to get YouTube Premium because I, I found YouTube. I read an article a couple of days ago that YouTube is caught up to Netflix in terms of revenue because they don't have like the shows. But I watched a fantastic documentary the other day about WhatsApp and the history of WhatsApp and privacy. Of course, it was an English company they called Privacy, and it was fascinating. But it wouldn't be anywhere else other than YouTube. So I encourage people, if you really want to learn a lot and, you know, there's a lot of channels out there professionally done, uh, travel channels. I watched the show recently where they were talking about the biggest failures of architecture. 13 bucks a month, you can watch all these ad free. I highly recommend it. I get nothing out of it if you do it, but I just, I'm just obsessed with YouTube because you can find out just about anything you want to learn or, uh, or study is on YouTube. I'm just saying that out there. So thank you for sharing that with you. Uh, so let's talk about boldness because you 
told me before we started that you were painfully shy when you were growing up. And I'll be honest, I was one of those kids too. I was a wallflower. I didn't have my first girlfriend until high school because I was scared to death to go even say hi to a girl. And so I certainly lacked boldness in any shape, way or form when I was a kid. Now, obviously I've got the podcast and I love seeing my face on on videos. So that's not a problem. So talk to us about when you are painfully shy and what made you begin to come out of your shell to become a bold person you are today. Well, it was two things. I, I kept missing really good opportunities, uh, relationships, jobs, promotions, uh, and it's fun just being involved in those. And it, and it made me angry after a while. And I also would see bold people doing stuff, getting away with stuff, meeting people, just having fun, great lives. And I went, why the heck are they like this? Mm. Right. And I really thought they were born that way. And then gradually I started, I, I would do a couple of bold things and, and like the world would open up, but I would be really uncomfortable doing it. Right. And so I learned to embrace my discomfort zone for brief periods and then retreat back into my comfort zone and re re replenish myself. But gradually, I, I built my confidence muscle more and more and more. And it actually will create new neural pathways. Uh, and, the, and the old shy neural pathways will actually atrophy. Uh, if you, if you do this, which is why I, I said, I got to make this something that people can learn. How did I get this way? Cause now I can, I can speak on a stage 5,000 people and I can't wait to get on the stage. Uh, and I'll, I'll walk up to anybody and meet them. I've, I've met really famous people, billionaires and, uh, and just have a normal conversation with them, which is one of the keys. I actually talk about it in the book too, is. You know, if you want to meet somebody famous, don't be a freak, right? Just, you know, and don't, don't conduct an interview, behave like a normal person. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was in elementary school, high school, and I'm from Western New York. So we had the uh, junior middle school, we call it junior high, not middle school. And then we had high school. And even in college, when I went to college, I hated giving any form of oral report or raising my hand in class, but something between when I graduated in like about 2005, I think it was when I became a speaker, the switch flipped. And now I went from this shy, timid human being and realized that, Hey, if I communicate, if I learn to communicate, if I learn to conquer my shyness, the, the, the world is truly my oyster. And I started noticing that all the successful people in the world are bold individuals. They're not timid. They're, they're strong. And I said, well, if I want to be that, if I want to become a billionaire, well, I'm going to have to be bold because you're going to have to ask for sales. You're going to have to have those really difficult conversations. And so I can't pinpoint the exact instance or an exact time of my life when the switch did flip. But now I can tell you, I am not as bold as I should be but I am way more bold than I ever was before. Well, and, and the title of my book is Super Bold because to me, Super Bold, and I'm still working on it too. I'm still expanding deeper and deeper into my discomfort zone. But to be Super Bold is that you can summon your confidence when you need it, 
right? When it's most important. And sometimes it, it could be that presentation that you want to nail. Because if you're not bold in business, if you can't speak publicly in business, you are impaired. You are, you are making your career really difficult. But there's going to be other times, once in a lifetime moment where you could meet that person of your dreams or you could have to give a eulogy for your best friend or a parent. And you don't want to sit there and go, oh, well, I, I don't like to speak in public because that, that moment's gone and you will regret it the rest of your life. My, my goal is to have as many people become as bold as they want to be and live a life without regrets. One of the people I'm studying under right now is Grant Cardone, and I heard him on one of his videos or something say, you know, you know, you have that phone call you have to make. You just need to pick the phone up and make the call. Well, Grant, what am I going to say? He goes, you'll figure it out. He goes, if you want to become a surfer, what do you do? You go buy a surfboard and you go jump in the water. What do I do? You'll figure it out. The point is taking action. A lot of people are saying, well, what if this goes wrong or what if people laugh at me or what? Look at, you just got to do it. And so many people are paralyzed. And I believe, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Your greatest success is on the other side of the fear. Do you agree with that? Yep, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times what you're afraid of the most is actually something you really want. Mm. You really want to do, you want to achieve, you want to reach it, but you're afraid that if you fail, you won't get it. So you don't try, which guarantees you won't get it, right? <laughs> but, you know, people say, well, what's the difference between confidence and boldness? And I make the distinction. I say con con boldness is confidence in action. Ah. You're, you're making that step of doing something, just like you say, and, and not being afraid to fail, understanding, bold people understand that failures are just steps up. Right. Whereas shy people, underconfident people, those those are reasons to retreat. Right. And, oh, I, 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 oh, I don't want to fail at that. And oh, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be humiliated. Uh, people will laugh at me. I might fail. I might feel bad. All those things are choices. Those reactions are actual choices. You don't have to feel embarrassed. You are choosing to feel embarrassed. You know, I use the example of like if I spilled wine on my shirt at, at a dinner with a bunch of people, I could go, oh, no, I'm looking at this. I'm going to look stupid all night. Or I could say, this is why my dry cleaner loves me. <laughs> right. And everybody laughs. And I and, it, and that's my story for the rest of the night. I've chosen not to be embarrassed instead of labeling it that way. You know, we we you know, we have this voice in our head that's always looking for the worst case scenario mm -hmm. and the worst definition. And, and both people don't listen. They hear the voice, but they go, yeah, that's interesting, but I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to that. I'm going to just, I'm going to act. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. I love that. I remember when my professional speaking career started, I went to Toastmasters and I, you know, you do those five to eight minute talks and I got to be really good really quickly. And I remember one time I had to do one of the longer ones. It was like a whopping 15 minutes. 
and I forgot a part, right? And so I was beating myself up after the fact. And one of the wise people from the Toastmasters came up to me and says, look, do you think we have the script of your, your talk? And I said, well, of course not. He goes, then how do we know you missed something? And I didn't, and it, right at that moment, it clicked. I'm like, yeah. So now when I'm, when I'm on stage, if I forget something, they don't know what my presentation is going to be. The, the trick to hear is don't have visual aids because they don't go, hey, you forgot slide number 14. <laughs> I don't use visual aids because I'm like a Tasmanian devil when I'm speaking. I'm just, a, you know, I'm a bull in China shop. But y- you have to be bold. And here's the thing. If, if people are making fun of you, chances are you're doing what they want to do. So if they're saying, Oh man, your book's not that great. They probably want to write a book. Oh, they like maybe want to have a YouTube channel or a podcast or a speaker. So most people I believe who are making fun of you probably want to do the very thing you're doing, but they're not bold. And so they don't do it. Right. It's actually envy that they are experiencing and they, and it comes out as sarcasm or criticism or something like that. One of the things I, I recommend you do is make a list of everyone whose opinion should matter to you ah. and, and rank them like one, uh, zero to 10. And you'll find probably maybe five or six people. If, if you have good mentors and people like that, you may have seven or eight whose opinions should matter to you. And then everybody else drops to zero. Uh, and, and once you understand that, you go like, okay, well, if my mentor tells me I did, I did a lousy job on that presentation, I'm going to listen. If, if, if my dad says, you know, uh, you dress funny, uh, I'm going to listen, but he dresses funny. So I'm going to say, <laughs> well, you know, I'm using the, I've got a, I got a temperate, but you know, it's, there's a small group of people whose opinion should really matter. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the people, and this is what bold people do. They ignore that stuff that does not influence their actions. It does not stop them. They never stop themselves. This is one of the points I try. I, I, I really try to drive home. Never be the one to stop you. Mm. Wait till somebody else does. And you'll find out how seldom that actually happens. That's what bold people have figured out a long time ago. You know, one of the things I, I struggled with many years ago, I don't struggle with it anymore, is if the person I'm talking to is not an entrepreneur, I, I try not to talk to him very much because like I'm 56. My wife and I go to a Bible study class and they're mainly, mainly people up in their upper 60s. And they're like, what are you going to do about retirement? And I'm like, why would I want to retire from doing something I love to do? And so they don't get it. They're like, well, at 56, you should have a big retirement. And what are you going to do? You know, when you, when you need to retire and like, you know, what about playing golf? I'm like, well, I don't play golf, but I can play golf now. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I set my own hours. Well, what about going on vacation? Well, you can't go on vacation wherever you want. Yes, I can. I don't work for a corporation. And once I, I got tired of justifying or trying to explain what an entrepreneur is, a thought came in the head, say, hey, you dunderhead. They don't understand your language. You're speaking English. They're speaking Greek. You can't understand each other. So now what I do, the people in my inner circle, my number one inner circle person obviously is my wife, but I have a couple other people who are entrepreneurs. They're in my inner circle. They know what I'm going through because they're going through the same things and we encourage each other, but I don't ever get advice from someone else, especially family members who are generally seventies and eighties. They don't understand what an entrepreneur is. And so they look at it. Like I remember once I told my mom I was a speaker and she's like, 
like sound comes out of you. Well, yeah, I, I talk, but she doesn't understand because she was thinking about her stereo. She wasn't understanding. I was a, a professional speaker. I was t- so I learned the lesson early on. Don't talk to people who don't understand what you're saying because they may, number one, they may give you bad advice or they may give you unintentionally incorrect advice. And if you act on it, it could derail your success. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know a bold person who's retired. <laughs> and and I know some bold people who are 70, 80 years old. Uh, uh, I recently met an attorney. He was head of the firm, one of the founders of the firm, 86. Wow. Last year, he he settled one of the biggest cases they've ever had. Wow. Because he, he thought about it differently. He said, there's a new angle on this. He's He would dream of, of, of retiring. Uh, and so... Bold people are saying there's always something more to reach for, something more exciting out there. I I think retirement, you know, I actually had a friend of mine who read the book who had retired. He was a football coach uh, and really enjoyed it. High school football coach was his career all his life. And he was revered as a coach. And he, he read my book and he went, I'm going back to coaching. This is ridiculous. Why am I retired? Right. I love this. Right. So it just, it just clicked for him. He had been retired a couple of years. So it's like, yeah, go, go back, find a way to do what you love and never stop. I have this feeling that somebody is listening to our conversation right now. And what you're saying is resonating with them. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a wallflower. I'm really timid, but Fred, how, how can I become more bold? I want to become super bold, but I, I don't want to take five, 10, 15 years. How, what can I do today th- to become more bold? What would you tell them? Uh, I would say there is a systematic way to do it. And, and what I did is created a, a five-step method called the pride method. And I'll break down the steps for you. And then I put exercises in the book. So there's there's a journal entries you're going to make as you work through the book. The book is about action. It's not something to read. It's not a novel, uh-huh. right? It's it's all it's about doing something. And I create created in the book five levels of exercises that keep moving you gradually out of your comfort zone at a dosage you can handle. And that's one of the steps is controlling the dosage, controlling the intensity, the experience. So the five steps very quickly are, it's, I call it the PRIDE method, which is an acronym. The P is preparation. Prepare something that you're going to say. You may not say that, or what are you going to do? Prepare it in your mind and prepare yourself. Uh, one of the ways you're going to prepare yourself is the second step, relaxing. And people say, well, I can't just tell myself to relax. Well, actually, you can change your state you change your physiology because when you're when you're tense we we do all sorts of crazy things when we're anxious because we're going into a primal state we'll we'll tighten up we'll hunt you know your ears will be blocked by your shoulders they'll be so high and some of us will even stop breathing which is not helpful right o2 very valuable as a substance right um and then, so if you, when I go on stage, sometimes I'll just take three or four really deep breaths and you will start to relax. Your, your body will relax. If you want, there's actually a way to stimulate the vagus nerve by creating a sound. 
and it will relax you. It's like there are techniques for doing this in seconds. Um, and once you do it, once you start to relax, you go, oh, I can relax. So the anxiety drops just knowing you can do it. The, the third step, that, so preparation, relaxation, insight is the I. Realizing a couple of important things. 99% of the time, nothing bad will happen unless you label it that way. Yes. The other thing is you think people are thinking about you way more than they they are. Yeah. They are thinking about themselves. They're thinking about you for a few seconds, then they go back to their favorite subject. <laughs> yeah. So just don't worry about it. Have have that insight that that that's going to happen. And there's a few more insights in the book as well. The D is dosage. Control the intensity of the of the experience so that you're in your discomfort zone, but you're not so deep in it that you're you're overwhelmed, right? If if you say, "Well, I want to learn how to meet people," don't go to a party with fifty people that you don't know as you're training. Walk up to somebody in Starbucks and start a conversation. Start control the intensity so that you don't retreat. But what's going to happen is you're going to build your boldest muscle. You're going to get better and better and more and more comfortable with it. And then the last step, which is a life skill, is everyday action. Mm -hmm. Do something bold every day. Because what you do every day transforms your brain. Your brain says, oh, this is who we are. If you're a dilettante, if you're a dabbler, if you get around to stuff when you feel like it, on the weekend or on a day where you feel great, your brain goes, we just dabble in this stuff. But if you like, if like you run every day, right? Your brain says, I'm a runner. If, if you didn't get up and run, your brain would go like, what are we doing sitting here? Right? Let's get up, but put the shoes on, right? The brain adapts. If you write every day, if you play an instrument five, 10 minutes a day, your brain says, I'm a, a I'm a guitarist. I, I play guitar. So when you, when you do these things every day, the brain adapts. And also, this is, and that's why I say this is a life skill, is you move down the field, even if it's an inch, right? You every day you keep moving down the field. And before you know it, a year goes by. Mm. And just like if you don't do anything before you know it, a year goes by. Yep. So those are the five steps. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. I love that you shared that with us, and I couldn't help but laugh when you talked about people don't think a lot about us. We we think that everyone is talking about us, thinking about us, looking at us, and they're really not. And it, I know it's easy to hear that, listener. You go, yeah, I got it. But do you really get it? Do you really get it when someone looks up from their phone, looks at you and looks back at their phone? They're not sending a text about you. And I think it's, it's so funny when you said that because people are, 
And I sometimes get caught in this. You, know, you have an argument with someone and then the person goes off and talks to someone. Oh, they're talking about me. They're probably not. They're probably discussing dinner plans. But that leads to the other part, the, the relaxing part. Because when we think people are th- thinking bad things about us or talking about us, we tend to get stressed. We get tense and we can't relax and just kind of take a breath and realize most cases, people are not out to get you. Okay. They're worried about themselves and their world and what they have to do next. And I think if people would just get that, they'd probably have a much better life. And if you don't take every reaction from everyone personally, Mm. you're much better off because you have no idea where their headspace is at that moment. This could be the worst day of their life. They could have just gotten terrible news. Um, Or they could be just really distracted or just really late or just like their chemicals are off in their body, right? They ate something and their blood sugar's gone crazy. There's there's a hundred reasons why they could care less about you right now and what's going on with you and what you said and what's important to you or that you're even interested in them. I just let all of that stuff go. And, I, and I, you know, even somebody cuts me off on the freeway now. I go, that guy must be in a hurry. Yes. Rather than, you know, I, I, I need to I need to cut, get around in front of him and cut him off. I got to I got to settle the score because I need that half second back. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny when you say when you're saying that I was thinking the same thing before you said about the car cutting you off. We assume that that person woke up and said, you know what? That car, that car right now, that's got a very mean person there. No, they could, like you said, they could have gotten bad news. Maybe their relatives got rushed to the hospital. We assume they're out to get us. I promise you, they didn't get up this morning and get on the freeway looking for you. I promise you that wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, there could be plenty of reasons, but oh, to a, to us, they're a jerk, right? Look at that, look at that jerk. What's he doing? But, you know, trying to get to work before he gets fired. Yes. Uh Picking up his his wife to race her to the house uh, to the hospital to because she's she's going through contractions. You don't know, so why why not stop injecting cortisol into your body in, in magnificently large doses and just chill and just let it go and, and let other people be in their space and don't take it on because if even if they are a jerk if they if they really are they could care less. If you think they are, yes. right? Yes. So, so you being mad at them and irritated and frustrated and angry only hurts you, you know. So, why take it on? Yeah, and I would encourage the listener to prioritize learning from bold people. You mentioned you kind of alluded to this a little earlier. You know who the bold people in your life, whether you see them on social media or in person. Follow them. Do what they. There's no sense reinventing the wheel. So, like, I like Grant Cardone. So, I am learning from Grant Cardone. Maybe for you, it's Warren Buffett or Oprah Winfrey or Tony Robbins or Mark Cuban. Find someone who's bold and don't just like casually watch them. Study them. If they got a book, read the book. If they're on social media, which they probably are, I don't think Warren Buffett is, but I think everybody else is. Then follow them. See what they're doing because. They're they're paving the way for you. There's no sense for you to get all stressed out and go, I want to become bold like Fred and Mark. But listen, then just study us. You know, we don't have an injection. There's no vaccine for boldness. Okay, you're going to have to figure out how to be bold. And the best way to do it is study other people are bold. Do you agree with that? 
Yes, that, that's what motivated me. As I kept seeing them do stuff and and get away with it in, in some ways. Like it's like that, people didn't laugh; they they gathered an audience. I I I love Richard Branson and and the various stunts that he's yeah. done over the years because he actually is is not that much of an extrovert, but he concocts these wild. Uh, events, you know, he, riding through Times Square on a tank to open, uh, <laughs> you know, Virgin Records and, uh, you know, bungee jumping off the Palm Hotel and stuff like that. And he does so much of this stuff. And let's face it, the guy's been in outer space. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so he's on a really short list of people at this point. Um, and he's hot air ballooned around the world and stuff like that. He, he, and he just built his boldness muscle saying, I- I'm going to try stuff. And, you know, he, he nearly gets killed sometimes. And he sometimes, you know, that this, the stunt doesn't work, but many times the stunt becomes epic. And so you just, and, and what happens is people go, Oh, he's a show off. This is, this is what underconfident people do. They, they got all this whole tape they play. Oh, he loves attention. He just craves attention. He's a show off. He's like, I don't want to be that. It's like, no, he's just having a great life. Mm-hmm. Don't you want that? Don't you want a life that you'll be proud of at the end? Or do you want a life that says, oh, I played it super safe? Is that what you want on your tombstone? Played it as safe as possible all the way to the end. That's not what I want mine to say. So, Yeah, I, I love that. And I read his book, and I love how the whole Virgin Airlines started. And if you don't know the story... He was at an airport and some flights were canceled or something like that. And he, he couldn't like all these passengers were stranded. So he went out and found a, a plane. He chartered a plane and he sent it from one destination, to another destination. And everybody said, Hey man, you start your own airline. And he was bold enough to say, yeah, I, there's a lot of things I don't like about airlines. How can I fix it? So he stepped into his boldness and I encourage you listener. Fred gave you a lot to think about. It's time for you to step into your boldness. No more excuses. No more saying that's not the way I was raised or that's not my psyche or whatever. Stop the excuses. Stop the dwelling. Stop the blaming. Step into your boldness because when you are bold, I really believe the oyster, the, the world is your oyster. So before we wrap up, is there any final thoughts you want to share with us that's on your heart with us? Well, I, I, you, you summed it up so well that it's, it's like time to act. Don't be, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Embrace it. Embrace your discomfort zone and understand that you are building a superpower. Boldness is a superpower. It will transform your life. It will, and bold people are the ones that make a difference in the world. That's they're the only ones who are making a difference in the world. And we get a world with a lot of problems to solve. We need people willing to step up and take big chances to try to solve some of our biggest problems. But one of the little things I like to tell people is start to tell yourself, I belong everywhere. There's no, never tell yourself you don't belong somewhere. You always belong wherever you are. And when you, radiate that people start treating you that way i've seen it happen over and over again it's an amazing thing i i marveled at it and then i emulated it 
Um, so those thoughts that, you know, I encourage you to just go out and, and do stuff, take action and, and mine the times in your life. Look back and say, when was I bold and what happened? Because a lot of times you, you can't, you thought, well, I can't replicate it. Well, I'm going to teach you how to replicate it so that you can do it whenever you want, because that's what you want. You want this arrow in your quiver all the time. Yeah. So you can just pull it right out. Excellent. So tell us about where we can get your book and where else we can go to find out more about you. So the book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's, there's a uh, hardcover. There's an audio book, which is me reading it. And there's a, you know, an ebook, you know, there's a Kindle and, and whatever. So wherever you buy your books, except bookstores, it's not out in physical bookstores. It's all on, on digital. And if you want to find out more about me, uh, you know, cause I'm doing keynotes and, and I'll, I'll consult with anybody for a half an hour. They can actually go to my website fredjoyle.com if they if they go like I, I i heard what you said but I'm, I'm i'm too bold to even leave the house i'll i'll get you out of the house give me a half an hour <laughs> so uh they can actually schedule that time on my website but uh you know I, I people who are listening to you they're really trying to be bold entrepreneurs and that's that's repetitive that's redundant right entrepreneurs are bold that's the ones that succeed have been bold. They're, they're uncomfortable half the time, but they just go in with it. So. hundred percent. Well, Fred, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was an absolute delight hearing you. And I really appreciate you sharing your insights with us. Thank you for having me, Mark. Uh, good luck to everybody. Uh, have a great life, a bold life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.